Hello and welcome to the Carbitrage Podcast, episode 214. I'm Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Sinitsky. Hello, sir. Hi there. I've got a large Mexican dark lager. Is that a squealer? Uh, oil can, whatever you want to call it. Oil can, crawler. Yeah, something. But it's from Venn Brewing. This is a uh, brewery that I've been mean to go to, and I've consistently driven past them almost every day for the last five years and have not gone in. And did you go in today? Uh, no, I didn't. I found this at uh, Marshall Street <laughs> Liquor in St. Paul. Gotcha. Um, Shameless plug. Well, so the thing is, to get to this brewery, it's kind of a pain in the ass, and I have to like be consciously thinking about to go there. Okay. Because it's on Hiawatha, and I have to drive past the light rail on Hiawatha. Oh, okay. And it's those <laughs> things where it's like, well, if, I, if I'm t- turning left and the train comes, it's like... It's like the University Avenue I thing. Just where I just say. like I get screwed, and like by the time I get there, I don't even want to drink beer because I'm so dehydrated. I need water, so it just. I was gonna say, how many rounds of whatever game did you play on your mobile device? Yeah, waiting exactly. for the light like, to turn. I'm, it's a lost cause. So let's try this. It's a Mexican dark lager, so it is literally my favorite style of beer. All right, so let's. Right. Mm, sounds good. Let's uh, smell it. All right, it smells like a Mexican dark lager. That's okay. good. It doesn't have any weird, like, scents. I'm expecting a full uh, Cicerone report here, so. Slightly more gravity than I'd imagine. Hmm. I only have 9.8 meters per second squared. However, here. it's real good. Um, this is, it is very similar to the Trader Jose's dark Mexican lager. Uh, a nice. little bit more peppery, which is good. I like hmm. that. I like that Mexican dark lagers have a little bit of pepper flavor. Actually, pepper is a great flavor in pretty much anything as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and it works so. great with beer. And so that's how I like a Mexican dark lager. I like the art. Yeah, it's a uh, very Even simple. the name, Ven. It's yeah. like spelled like Ven in Venn diagram. It's, it's kind of cool. Uh, I was drinking a cream ale, but I finished it just before our actual official episode. So at some point, you will hear me, I'm sure, walk away and get another one. Uh, and before we dig into topics, I briefly want to touch on our Patreon page. If you oh, head yeah. on over to patreon.com forward slash carbitrage, spelled just like the thing you typed in on the Wait this a minute. What? Hello, patrons. I forgot <laughs> to say hello to them, and they always get an extra hello. Oh, no. They get two hellos. Uh, do me. you need a do over, or is no, that good? No, enough? I think we're good. Okay. I All just right. want to let them know. <laughs> patreon.com forward slash carbitrage. On this particular fine crafted webpage, you'll find two open ended levels of support for content consumers like you to support content producers like us. Head on over to there. You will get added automatically to our Discord if you are a Discord member. Uh, actually, a pretty hopping place. You will get a koozie, the color good one, or a podcast one, depending on your taste I and think preferences. We have, we have to order some more podcast ones because I've got a lot. I think, <laughs> I think the podcasts are more. Uh, popular than the actual one we'll have a topic i don't know if it's in this or the next episode talking about the upcoming shows and yes we will definitely have to get some more podcast <laughs> broadcast koozies ready yes, for that we will. but patreon.com forward slash carbitrage all right and you have the first main topic but it is i have to yeah we have to talk have about to pay it. homage unfortunately beamer the cat who was born the same year bmw peaked yes, 2000 Yes, it was. Unfortunately, has passed away at age Aww. just under 21. So. She was 21. She was legal enough to drink. Yep. So. Let's all pour one out for Beamer. She was a good kitty. I'm not pouring this out because it's a very expensive beer. Pour it out into your face hole. I'm pouring it out into my face hole. But anyway, I, we got Beamer when I was nine. She was a very good kitty. Lived with my brother and our first patron, uh, Scott, for the last 11 years. And, yeah, she She's, had a, a good, rich life wearing her roundel around her, her neck. Yes, and she was only eating wet food, according to oh, Scott. She was recently. very decadently <laughs> served for the last at least year of her life. That's good. Where she so, got progressively more picky about her food. <laughs> so that's I, more I like... fear for when <laughs> Lucifer gets old, because he's already so picky. That's why I don't feed my garbage cats wet food yet. Fun fact, Lucifer does not like salmon. He does not like tuna. He doesn't like most fish. But loves walleye. <laughs> okay, L- Lucy. Bro, I had a, I had, on, a I had a walleye sandwich, and he like, <laughs> yeah, I, like I left it, and like usually he doesn't eat food, and he was like all over it. <laughs> so like, I gave him like a chunk of it, like a decent sized chunk. I'm like, looks like you're getting two dinners tonight, buddy. And Hell yeah! He was very very excited. I had a coworker that said uh, his grandmother's cat that had been through like five different uh, people in the family and was found in a barn in the middle of the winter with no ears because of frostbite. Oh, wow. Favorite delicacy was a chicken McNugget from McDonald's with the breading taken off. <laughs> yeah. So there, there you go. Weird food choices. God, I really hope Cats that, are weird. I hope that it's not 
the particular walleye sandwich I got because it was from the block and it was like a fifteen dollar walleye sandwich. Well, let's maybe find out with like the cheapest walleye. I'm, sandwich. I'm, I'll get a fish fillet or something. Maybe I'll forget. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, about that. you've got the first topic. I'll let you preface that. I'm yes. going to quick run over to that refrigerator. So, uh, for those of you who are newer to us, uh, we are from the Twin Cities area, area which is, uh, for better or worse, now known for its civil rights issues that it's been having uh, between Philander Castile and George Floyd and now Dante Wright and Jamar Clark and countless other ones. Uh, People that have uh, just seen Roost Jack, people have just been died at the hands of Twin Cities Police Department. Sorry. Um, however, last week, uh, I guess not last week, it was the Sunday before last week. Well, if you're Catholic, it was last week. Um, <laughs> shabba, shabba. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was the shooting of Dante Wright that happened mm-hmm. um, by Officer Kim Powder of the uh, Brooklyn Center Police Department. Uh, and the whole point of this whole traffic stop was because of expired tabs and a air freshener hanging from the wind from the windshield definitely a primary um now he did it turns out he did have a warrant for his arrest because he had court summons that was did they know that when they pulled him over uh i I don't know she found that out after the fact but apparently from what i've seen after the fact um the court summons was delivered to the wrong address and he was not aware ah that he had that so he has he was aware that he had a uh carrying an illegal firearm charge that was levied against him, but he did he didn't know when the court date was. Um so anyway. Uh she was uh going to taser him or something and decided to shoot him instead, mm-hmm. or rather her defense is that she grabbed her gun and severed taser, which is on the opposite side of her body, in ways like Literally ten times as much. And it's the wrong color. Yeah, it's the wrong color, and it has a different hand feel. Well, just, she's just an idiot. Um, and, and she also, like, endangered all the officers around her. Because, well, you know, like, police officers aren't accurate. No, and I think <laughs> a lot of that comes across in her reaction, which is after the firearm was discharged. Yeah, and to the she body said, cam. oh, shit, I shot him. Yeah. Yeah, great training. And then he drove off and crashed into a Subaru. Oh. Like, of course, it was the Subaru. Well, thankfully, because otherwise a person would have likely died, and they both would have likely oh, died. Oh, there was somebody in the car. Yeah. Oh, there was okay. A, I thought it, it was a drove car. into oncoming traffic. Oh. Yeah, and his, his girlfriend was in the hospital because of the accident that she caused. Oh, great. Yeah, she's a horrible witch of a person. Anyway. Your next Potter. Yeah, exactly. These ridiculous laws need to be abolished immediately. I agree. I, it, it, or the, at least, you know, forming them from non, a, a non-primary. Like, the, you can't be pulled over. You, yeah, this, it, it, this should not be something that you should be able to get pulled mm-hmm. over for. Because there's so many... It, this is the thing. In Minnesota, the... I guess it's not Minnesota. It's actually natural. Because our particular statistics actually are the national average. Where 78% of people that are pulled over are people of color. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was something like, I think, tw- yeah, 12% are white. Okay. However, of the people that are pulled over, 48% of the white people are usually carrying contraband on them. Usually it's black people that get pulled over because they have like a broken taillight uh, on their Chevy Lumina mm-hmm. in Philando Castile's case. Oh, God. Or I by they, that every day. Yeah. Or they have a uh, yellow little trees hanging from their, uh, sun, their uh, mirror. Like in Dante Wright's case, mm-hmm. or really anything, I've been pulled over for having a small little Torah that was one square centimeter hanging from my mirror because I took it off after I was done with work that day, and as I was working on a car, I forgot to remo- remove it. Um, when that happened to me, I did not get shot by the police. Hmm. And your skin color is white. Okay. And when I fought it in court, I actually wore it to court. And to, to showed the judge how, how small it was. was. And he goes, this is ridiculous. And he actually, uh, like, the cop got, like, it actually got put on the cop's record and everything. He told the officer to stop wasting his time. The officer showed up in court. Hmm. Um, also impressive. Yeah. To be entirely fair, I was street racing at the time. <clears throat> uh, statute of limitations probably passed, yeah. so okay. <clears throat> well, they also have no proof that I was doing that, so I could just be saying that. So, 
Um, I, I just was love saying allegedly, allegedly so much. street racing. <laughs> That's all at I was the time. Yeah. And it's, I'm, you know, the thing is with the cab, he never, he never saw me actually racing. He didn't see that I was part of the group. I mean, right. it's not illegal to drive a Honda Civic in St. Paul at 11 o'clock on a Saturday. Maybe like, unwise, but definitely not yeah, illegal. Yeah, it's not illegal. <laughs> like, I was just driving a Honda Civic on a Saturday at 11 o'clock in St. Paul around a bunch of street racers. Anyway, um, the thing is, these equipment laws are absolutely ridiculous. They, they completely serve the purpose of co- of giving the police probable cause to harass people. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we've noticed in the last few years, that these the harassing of people is not just to like get clear out the riffraff. There is a decided effort here for people that have equipment violations to get harassed. Mm-hmm. And generally the people who have equipment violations are people that are of lower income. Right. In the United States is people of color, notably black people, don't really have the generational income that white people have because they white people had about a 300, 400 year head start when black people were being slaves, mm-hmm. uh, being held as slaves against their will, I should say. Uh, white people do generally have less equipment violations. And generally, when they do, it's because they're doing some illegal shit. And that's why white people get arrested more often. Whereas black people just get harassed for being driving driving all black, really. Like, right. It's that. I mean, think of, like, if you if you had no automotive background, you bought a cheap W body because it's a 3800 and it'll get you where you need to go. Yeah, it works because it's a functional vehicle. Somebody hits your car on the street as they're getting out. It happens all the time. Yeah, all the time. If yeah. all you know is a shop to fix your taillight, they're looking at a new part. Plus actual like shop for labor an actual rates? shop to replace your taillight, it's gonna be hundreds of dollars. Hundreds of dollars. And they the, don't have tools. They don't have a, a U pole necessarily. Yeah, well, it, it's like asking your mother and specifically your mother to replace her taillight herself. I bet you. Like, would not everybody knows how that. to do that. I know, but not everybody knows right. how to do that. No, That's I, the thing. I, I get what you're saying. Is and like if I asked my mother to do it, she'd probably screw it up and break more things than she fixed. And Which she'd have a functional taillight where the bulb doesn't work. Like and maybe that's what happens here too. Yes, yeah, so even if you try, you get like this. Also, from state to state, having things hang from your rearview mirror is changes. That's a huge change. Same thing with tinsel laws. Also, a lot of people yeah. that I have when I was selling cars back when we first started this. Yeah, a lot of people that I was selling cars to were very nervous about buying cars from other states because of window tint. And actually, one of them, an African American gentleman, not unsurprisingly actually got pulled over uh, and got a ticket because of the window tint on his car. It was from Arizona. Uh, and luckily, he was not held at gunpoint or anything, but he did get an actual ticket, and because Maurice is wonderful, we actually took the tint off for him at no charge, given that that just happened sure within a, a week of ticket, him having so, that. Yeah. Oh, but that's the God. thing is, like, the dude had, got pulled over. He got... Frankly, had a very high likelihood of getting shot over nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and honestly, a lot of these times, these equipment violations uh, will also lead to searches of the vehicle. Oh yeah, it's while probable white, cause, while white people can not consent to the search, it's a lot easier for us to not consent to the search right. as opposed to a black person. Because a black person, you're already gambling to not get shot. While doing everything right. Because, I mean, look what happened to Flannel yeah, Castile. He did everything exactly he should have done, and he got shot. Uh, and so I don't, frankly, blame Dante Wright for run, for trying to run because he's going to get shot regardless. Right. Like, this way, if you're running, you at least have a chance. I don't blame him. Um, and the thing is, like, if you don't consent to the search, you're going to make everything a hell of a lot harder on yourself. That's the thing. As a, a white male, I push back on the cops all the time. Yeah, if I was a black male or a no, person never. of color, absolutely never, hell no. never. No, 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 I don't want to get shot, and that's I. That's probably the thought going through their mind. Like, I used to do hands that on the every wheel. time oh until God. I had a person of color in the car with me when I did not consent for the police officer to search the car, hmm. and she got very nervous. And after that, I promised her I'd never do that ever again. But we were pulled over, and she was legitimately afraid she was going to get killed. And yeah. I, because I pushed back on a cop. I'm like, do you have, do you have a warrant? Why do you think of this? Why, why do you think that I, my car needs to be searched? Because my car has tinted windows. My tent is legal and factory. Like, mm-hmm. it, and he's like, it smells like beer in here. I'm like, yeah, I just came back from a concert. You can smell my jacket. There's mm-hmm. beer in it. I will do a breathalyzer in the car, but you're not searching my vehicle. Mm-hmm. And so, 
she was very, very concerned about that. And ever since then, I have so. not done that because I've, it's just now I just, I trained that out of my head. Well, I mean, and to your point, like this didn't start at Philando Casti. It just brought Castile. it to our attention. No. And, and that's the thing is Philando Castile. He is, um, yeah, he was the one that really brought these equipment violations to our attention. And this has been happening for years. Like, my father, who's a baby boomer, he indeed never understood the NWA song "Fuck the Police" because he never listened to the lyrics. He just heard "Fuck the Police." His uncle, his brother was a cop. He goes, "Yeah, that's not right." But now, I after this happened, I had my dad listen to like actually read the lyrics. Yeah, and he goes, "I understand why this why they're mad about this." So like this has been happening nonstop forever to what's, black people. What's that Spike Lee movie from Do the, the right late eighties? Yeah, that yeah, one. it's a great movie. It's a great um, movie. But, but that's a perfect example of what happens. Seriously, it, it's well, you the, know, the differential and preferential treatment. I mean, as somebody who gets it, I mean, let's let's be honest, preferential treatment. Yeah. Like I, we I do. don't. Yeah. That shouldn't exist. But no, it, it absolutely does. Like, so yeah. how do we? Anyway. You know, the fact that lowriders even have hydraulics in the first place is actually because of equipment laws like this. Oh. Because in California, it was it, they made a law. It's a specific to. Latin Americans, that the body of your car cannot be lower than the lip of your wheel. And so they had, they'd have low riders, they'd lower the cars super low, yeah. and then they'd raise them back up when they get pulled, when the police would turn around. Mm-hmm. And then the police would pull them over and then go and you go, I don't know what you're looking at. Also, this. giant car, 13 inch Dayton's. Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, see, that wasn't an issue for the customs in the 1950s. This right. wasn't an issue until the 1960s. Right. When lowrider culture gained a lot of popularity uh, in in Southern California, because hot rods driving around no fenders, you're driving around with the front end slammed on no the ground, lights. scraping your front bumper, you're driving around doing everything. Hot rods rarely got hassled by the police. Mm-hmm. It, this is a, another example of these equipment violations. Um, and yes, it, it did turn to something good with lowriders because lowriders are, are frankly the most artistic of all car builds that you can ever have. But the thing is, that artistic ability um, shouldn't come from a fear of life and death. Right. That artistic ability should come from your artistic like aptitude. Right. Or, so. or yeah, playing at the vulnerabilities in the law without fearing for your life. Exactly. Like, and it, those are things that I do all the time. Yeah. Like Ford does that. Like the the Mustang GT350R mm-hmm. is exactly 98 decibels. It made the engine quieter so it could have a louder exhaust. <laughs> like, <laughs> We're not changing like, the baffle. You need to change the camshaft profile. Yeah, and, and that's the thing is like <sighs> the, America has a history of playing with the equipment laws and these equipment violations just should not be a thing. And you know what? I, while I do, I understand the reason for their existence, theoretically. I do, too, because there are outliers yeah. to everything. Yes. The person rolling around with 5% on their windshield needs a ticket. Yeah, the person that does that, the, the drooler who has 10 tons of scrap on his S10, yeah, that needs to be addressed. The guy who has got tabs from 2014 and 2021. And the computer confirms this. Yes, that <laughs> needs to be addressed. However, none of these things should be pulled over for Right. These are all things that you can easily handle by e- mailing them a ticket. You can easily mail that. And if the car, let's say, so this, here's an example. You have tabs that are expired. Sure do. Yeah. And then they mail you a ticket because you're parked on the street with your tabs expired. And let's say you don't pay attention to your first one. Let's send you a second one that now has a late fee on it. Oh, sorry. I'm totally on board with this as long as there's an easier However, recourse for like not having to go see a hearing officer about it. Frankly, let's say that they don't even do that because it's a state. I'm, I know what I'm dealing with here is I'm dealing with it's not going to be a perfect world. I have to deal with what is easiest okay, for them, fine. not me. Let's get worst case say, scenario. They mail you a tab ticket. You have to go see a hearing officer yeah. if you want to take care now, of it. Now, you okay. take care of that. You're not going to get pulled over for it. Let's say you continuously not do that. Let's yeah. say it's been two years of not paying for your tabs. Yeah. And you're still parking on the street, and you now have, say, $1,000 in late fees. Tow the car. Yeah. And then they have to, to get the car from impound, they then have to pay for the tabs and the fees. Mm-hmm. That way, nobody gets shot. Mm-hmm. You're not putting a police officer in danger. You're not putting a person of color in danger. 
you're making you're getting this car that off the road for whatever reason. Or they're not paying their road tax, whatever. Fine, um, but that is a way to handle it without creating a life or death situation for both the officer and the person who owns the car. I think the passive way is like I I always give shit to meter maids for like writing plate tickets, but like that's how registration and plate tickets. That's the only way they should exist. Yes, that it should be handled. It should be handled by meter maids. Yes, and that was it's non confrontational. You're not there. You're also not creating a new job. You don't have any more overhead. Correct. You're actually going to probably have better enforcement of it. And, like, to your point, yeah, because there's already a law, at least in St. Paul. It's like if you get your car chalked 48 hours, it hasn't moved, it gets towed anyway. Yeah. So And so if you if you don't have your tabs tickets paid for, I'm, I said two years, that was a ridiculous amount. Maybe say a year. Say you have 2019 ticket. You think, have 2019 tabs yeah. this year. Yeah, I think then they should get... Two years out of yeah. date, and you've, like, confirmed by the computer haven't paid that. I think that is yeah. a towable thing. Yeah, that's totally towable. And then also the fact that your computer should be able to verify that, because I've mm-hmm. gotten tabs tickets where my tabs got stolen off of my car, but I knew I'd paid them. Yep. And then when I got new tabs to take care of the ticket, I had tabs for two years in advance. It's really dumb. I, I've but... been pulled over for tabs before. Yes. Didn't get shot. And they mentioned to me that it looked like I had purchased tabs for the car, and I told them, like, I definitely have, um, I have 15 vehicles. You can pull it up. Like, I have to look through the pile to make sure I put the right ones on the right on the car. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because otherwise it's illegal. And the person's like, okay, I guess that adds up. And yeah. that was, like, the first ever warning I got. Because I get tickets all the time. Mm-hmm. But, again, I'm never shot. I'm never hassled to a serious degree. And, like, for the most part... I actually have a better opinion of the officer because I've established at least uh, that little more lighthearted rapport. Whereas if you come up with like your hand on your dominant hip, yeah, and so, that's and, setting the precedent for bad things. And also, I've experienced both cops. Actually, Geronimo Yanez, the officer that shot Flano Castile, mm-hmm. harassed me once I was street racing. Great. He had to take his hand on his gun. Uh, again, I had a person of color in my car, and girlfriend at the time was mixed race and i asked him what he was doing with the with his hand there because mm-hmm. i'm a white male and mm-hmm. I, I totally exercised my white privilege i said i'm a white male i know you're not about to do anything with that so why don't you calm down put that clip back on mm-hmm. and he buttoned it back, it back up back and up. he told me to leave and go home and i said will do <laughs> <laughs> picture this now it, it's it, i actually uh because of that i I, I know it was Geronimo Yanez because I actually got his badge number and I actually filed a, I actually filed a complaint <laughs> with the city of Roseville the, the following day. I appreciate your part, your process. <laughs> yeah, I actually did. I, I made a point. I, I, I actually asked my girlfriend, like, you need to write down this number. I just gave her the, the it was like 960 or something. Like that, I, I asked her for my number. I'm like, yeah, officer, this badge number. And yeah, it, it went absolutely nowhere. Of course. <laughs> of course not. Of course not. He, he got fired several years later. After. For different reasons. Yeah. Well, well same reason. Same reason, person. different yes. person. Yes, yeah, yes, and yes. different outcome. But the end, of the, yeah, the end of the day, <laughs> these equipment violations are absolutely ridiculous. There's ways to get around them. And for the safety of everyone, and also I do have to say the safety of the police officer, because for the bootlickers in the audience, I'm sorry, the Blue Eyes Matter folks. Well, not Blue Eyes Matter, because they just smash police in the face of the yeah, Blue Eyes Matter flag. Yeah, you're confusing a race with, with a job choice. With the people who... The back the blue folks. No, because those are the people, those are the same people that are at the, on January 6th and beat that cop to death with the Blue Eyes Matter flag. True. Um, what so do we call them? The people that are family members and loved ones of police officers or a member of the police department okay. themselves That's and are listening... Probably the most savory way of This is it. actually... Safe for them, safer for them to not have these equipment violations. Because every yeah. time, you know, every time that you're pulling somebody over, you're putting your life in danger. That's why Kim Potter was so spooked out because she was scared. Well, I mean, busy streets. Yeah, and yeah. Well, there was like a crab. I mean, rolling up to a crab. There was that cop. There was a there's a cop that got hit by uh, a that got hit by an unattentive dri- distracted driver a couple of years ago while he was doing this. Oh yeah, he was giving me a ticket for tabs. And that's why you and should always approach the passenger side of the car, too. And it's well, like, okay. that person pulled over in a place where he couldn't easily do okay. that. Because, right. yeah, it was, it was on. Four, Again, yeah. shouldn't have been pulled over in the first place. But It's one of those things where you can easily type this into the system, and that person can get a ticket that they can then protest later on if they want. And it's, it's one of those things it doesn't put you into danger, it doesn't put them into danger, and it gets the problem solved. Yep, for 
for tabs, for registration, I agree. Yeah, and if you're, let's say your argument is that you're a police officer and you're like, well, we need to pull them over because we need to, we need probable cause. Your probable cause should be an existing issue. Yeah, or something that is actually probable cause. Yeah, no, your probable cause Mm. shouldn't be, I need to find a reason to approach the car because it looked like a car was using a robbery. What kind of car was it? It was a white W body. Okay, it might have been. Also, half of the grandmas in the world drive a white W body. I really hope that the guy who stole my 3 Series gets tried soon so I can get the dash cam footage from the car, because they currently won't give it to me mm. from the police car, because it's still a trial or whatever. But, like, I want to know what happened there, because it was a person of color, and they obviously my car is very unique. Yeah. No question it's the right car, but I want to know how they found the massive amount of drugs on this person. Like, was that even really done in a savory way? Probably not. Probably but, not, but that's neither here nor there, I yeah. suppose. Anyway, I wanted to address that since our location and the fact they have an automotive podcast. Um, and I want to make sure that yeah. we aren't being misconstrued as not being on the right side of history in any way. Yes, because in this particular case, there is absolutely a right side and a yes. wrong side. Um, no, I'm glad we covered that. Sorry, we were a little bit late to the punch, but it has been a hell of a couple of weeks. Yes, it has. Switching off to more fun things. I was watching Whoa. Johnny Smith and the Late Break show yesterday on YouTube, and I was watching his newest review, which is the Hyundai Ionic 5. So you've seen that. Yeah. It's a really low-slung, yeah. really cool, yeah. like, 8-bit taillights, yeah. 73 kilowatt hours, rear-wheel drive, all-wheel drive. Honda's Has actually been, been – they've been killing it with their, really, their designs. Lately. Really good. Because the end of his video, he did vehicle to load, and he powered a bouncy castle with it and a MotoChimp at the same time. That's pretty nifty. Anyway, in the middle of his review, he also showed a very brief snippet of this bad boy. This is beautiful. Which is a one-off Hyundai Pony concept which is fully functional i want this i also want this one of my <laughs> favorite concept cars of all time or my favorite production cars of all time was the first generation hyundai pony because this is actually a jaro design it's beautiful yeah it's a kick-ass car the, this trim is so smooth hyundai originally had jaro uh, design this in 1977 i think it was like a year after he did the golf and this is actually a car that went to market that looked almost identical to this and this is gorgeous yeah obviously this is the new one-off concept but like the, the original car is very similar looking yeah. the proportions no, it's are almost identical <laughs> it's like literally almost identical i'm a big but fan it's just it's so happy i love it it's angular i can draw it this is awesome and it's it got a nice big battery good range i'm sure it's fun to drive i'm sure there's no way this will pass crash test pass crash test ratings but i don't know about that oh that is not that is not what I wanted at all. Nope. Go back to the pony. There we go. But that, that's, I don't know, that's things like this could totally pass crash test ratings because if you look at it, I, that front end is designed for pedestrian safety. Oh, yeah, sharp breakover angle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have a breakover angle. You're going to just break the knees right off. It's going to be good. Is long, it, You have a nice crisp angle here so you can have a strong chassis rail for your uh, your quarter overlap. Oh, uh, yeah, the small front overlap. Yeah, yeah. the small the uh, one quarter small frontal <laughs> overlap crash test you have a solid piece of body paneling here where you can have a good design you probably wouldn't need to thicken up the b pillar i actually know the b pillar is thick because if you actually look there that b pillar actually is obscure the, and they the could, glass goes over the pillar i was gonna say they could disguise the like the, yeah. the meat on the inside too because i've seen people actually that, do that, that actually lately. looks really meaty if you look at that picture a little bit closer yeah it's a really meaty b pillar yeah so this car could totally pass your crash test ratings and Fiat has shown that it, you can just angle the shape of your airbag for your A-pillar mm-hmm. to be able to make it pass. Oh, yeah. We have the technology. Subaru, uh, they've proven <clears throat> that you can make a thin A-pillar that can actually sustain more weight than thick well, A-pillars. High-strength steel. Actually, what Subaru does is they punch circular holes through the A-pillar, huh. and they put in tungsten rings. Oh, really? Yeah. That's, that's how that sounds Su- very expensive. That's how Subaru makes mm. the super thin A pillars on the uh, the Forester. Hmm. Yeah, because they have uh, they have tungsten rings that are inserted into the into the A pillars. It's really not in all actuality not all that much tungsten, but it's it saves a ton of weight, <laughs> and that's really cool. It also cool. helps strengthen the car. Yeah, you can drop a Forester onto a roof and it retains its shape. Well, that's not as surprising, but I mean, but, with, I mean with the thin A pillars, that's when you impressive. think because. Next time you look at a, a Forester, look how thin their A pillars are. They are nothing, and they, and a lot of people would get like a, a terrified of that. I mean, no, they're, they're actually 
these A pillars, I'd put more faith into than a Hyundai anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I bet the ponies got the tungsten ring, whatever. Yeah, and also I love that the uh, below the bumper it tapers inwards, mm-hmm. so you can actually see the wheels from the front of the car. The, oh yeah, that's the only thing that I feel like probably won't cut the mustard here, is because uh, that's terrible for aerodynamics. Yeah, it is, but like I bet it's well with the battery, it's probably not that light, but who cares? Who cares? Yeah, it's, it's awesome, and also it's, it's, it's a tire. I'm we're sure. I'm sure the... you can. You can easily design around that. I was going to say, we're not to the point where we have the technology, like with uh, manual transmission and combustion, where you don't really care anymore you, you know, about the you, difference. You know what else has really bad aerodynamics? Can you just go one photo to the left here? Oh, yeah. yeah everyone in America's big, daily that driver. Big, that, that big, dumb truck. Yeah, it has terrible aerodynamics. I that thing. But so. this, this. I saw this, and I'm like, this is going in carbitrage. Yeah, I'm a big fan of it. I also like that they, um, another cool design they've had is they uh, actually angled the windshield inwards. So the uh, A-pillars will actually draw the air over the car instead of around it. So that will also help keep your kind of 70s design cue while still having a reasonable amount of aerodynamics by modern-day standards. I'm a big fan of this. I'm 100% like in favor of it. They should, they also, should put this into production. Very <clears throat> unique. I wonder if that bumper right there, that is a vent. I wonder if that's used for cooling the battery. I thought it was... Is it not a marker light? I no, don't no, know. No, because go over to the side profile. Oops. Oh, sorry. Go, go ah, back to where we were. I'm working. That where we were. Yep. So one more to the left. Ha- if you look right there. Oh, I see. Yeah, that bumper actually. It could it, be. That is, there's like an insert there. Also another cool thing that they did, they added a little dot so you can push open your fuel door. Oh. And that's where the keyhole used that to is, be. I was going to say, that's a much better system. The push open, push close fuel yeah. lids. But 70s they, fuel lids were not great. Well, they also said the locking key. Okay. Uh, there, so people won't steal your gas. I think mean, they did a lot, a really, really cool job working in a ton of 70s design cues on this in a really aesthetically pleasing way. I'm a big fan. I want this to come to life. But uh, You anyway, heard it here first, Hyundai. Make it. So, speaking of Hyundai, mm-hmm. I've seen these regularly for a couple months now. Can you look up the Hyundai Venue? Because these actually... Oh, yeah. They are dumb. I hate... I, I should hate them, but I can't help but, like, they bring joy to me. I, I like the shape, and they're, like, they're plucky little things. I love the taillights on the Hyundai yeah, Venue. Yeah, I'm looking for the rear... Why are there no rear shots? I don't, there we go. Right there. Yep. These the are way... The rear end on a Hyundai Venue. Like, these are... They are much better looking than they have any business looking. And this is a really high-spec one. I always see them fully base, but... Yeah. Also, fully base. Uh, I think that there's a manual available for it. Probably. Hyundai still definitely makes a manual for the 1.6. And I would totally buy this and put coilovers on it because this is just Dude, an the, awesome wagon. It looks beautiful. The Kona, the Nero, this, probably on the same-ish platform, but they all look really good lower to 18s on them. Yeah, and the, the venue is like that. The taillights on it always get me. I always see them from a mile away. I go, what the hell is that? And I pull up to it, and it's a Hyundai venue. I'm like, it's a, a beautiful-looking vehicle. Um, at least from the back, the front's fine. It's fine. I don't hate the front. And for me to say this about a dumb crossover, like I'm very shocked that I'm saying this about a dumb crossover. But if you slam it, it turns into a five door hatchback. Yes, it is. This is something where it's a crossover by technicality. Like you could easily make this a not crossover. Um, yeah, the front's not bad either. No. And I actually like that they did the, really what this is, is this is, uh, the Nissan Juke front end. But in an aesthetically pleasing way. Yeah, they, I mean the arrangement. Yeah, of all the lights and everything. They, is they just th- this is all like or Nissan Cherokee. Yeah, yeah, Cherokee and Juke, where they do that. They flip the headlights around and they put the headlights where the fog lights should go. But this one actually looks good. Like, this is the only one where it looks okay. There was a Kia compact SUV from probably like eight years ago that had a really unique front end that I actually really liked. But I'm totally blanking on what the small crossover was called from Kia at the it time. It was the Sportage. It's oh. always been theirs. But you're looking at the probably the 2015 Sportage. That's what I typed in. Let's see. Nope, that's not it. It's got to be older. 2000. Try 2010. I, I can't have been that old. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, no. Maybe it's newer. Uh, anyway, I'm not Tucson, gonna... maybe? Maybe. Uh, I, we don't need to do that on anyway. the podcast. It's, I, I like it because it, it almost looked like Porsche Macan but before the Macan. Like it has that would be the Tucson, yes. Tucson? Yeah. Uh, uh, but anyway, I always liked the front end of that. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure the so same platform. Speaking I'm going to give Kia two more seconds of spotlight. Okay. Because <laughs> a few days ago, there was a post in the Minnesota, the Minnesota 
cars and coffee or whatever page oh, where yeah. somebody said it was that boy meme, that page has been fun lately that meme that was uh that was popular back when we were high schoolers it was a picture of a 1950s car and it says nobody will be pulling oh, hondas yeah. out of a garage 10 years from now saying that they're classics <laughs> yeah. well this one was regurgitated and said nobody's thinking <clears throat> nobody's gonna be pulling a 2003 key out of a garage and calling it a classic and i said oh you want to bet <laughs> i got to a whole argument and I originally said, oh, a manual Kia Optima is actually, a 2003 Kia Optima manual is a very good car. Or like a clean Tib? Yeah, but that's not Kia, and that was before Hyundai oh. Kia's merger. Oh, but, oh. Um, interesting. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, but Kia, but yes, I said Kia Optima would be a great one, because that, that's just a DSM sedan. Um, but <laughs> then looked okay I went, to, I went to bed, and then the next morning I woke up, and I said, first generation Kia Sportage, what the fuck? What am I thinking? Because if you actually look at that, yeah. type in a 2003 Kia Sportage. That was one, one of the last years, too. 2003 right? Kia Sportage two-door, specifically. Let me bring the capture back up here. I didn't even know they did a two-door. They did a two-door. I remember seeing one of these brand new at the Minneapolis Auto right Show. there. And they, they said are... it had four-wheel drive and 100 horsepower, and yes. my brain could not wrap itself around how it could move with 25 horse per wheel. <laughs> and now I'm just like, that's plenty! <laughs> So you could get this. It had a Mazda four-cylinder in it. It was rear-wheel drive bias, four-wheel drive, manual transmission optional, convertible with a sunroof option. All this shit that you see right here, factory optional. My dad had a four-door model when I was a kid. I remember that. Yeah, and that is an awesome truck. Wow. We got rid of it because... They're surprisingly good. Yeah, we got rid of it because it was a Minnesota car and it rusted a lot. A lot of the early ones were let yeah. down with very poor mechanical maintenance by their owners. Yes, and the, this one was more of an issue where the underside of the truck was just coming apart because my dad just never did underside washes in the winter, and he didn't pay for the underside proofing. And these weren't undercoated. No, so. they weren't. But very, very good truck. And if you want something that's like a sidekick, that's like a Jimny, like mm-hmm. uh, Samurai, this is the cheapest most recent version that you could get. I bet it's even challenging now to find one of these in okay condition. I have seen one. One in the last 10 years. These are in garages of very old deceased folks. Yes. Somewhere. And this is a totally a car that you can get out of a garage. as a manual Kia Sportage two-door. This just reminds all me of the, X90. All the two-doors were convertibles, and they had four seats, and they were just as comfortable as the sedan, or the five-doors. And they also had a uh, they had a swingway rear door. They did. And with they, a separate tire. Oh, yeah, God. it was awesome. I loved it. The thing was so cool. <laughs> There's just so much cool shit on this truck. They, um, and, yeah, the, the automatics were actually – you had to pay a ton to get an automatic. It was a 2000 Kia. Of course you my, did. My dad was thinking about getting an automatic. He's like, by the time we're done paying this off, friends will be driving. If it's not, I want my son to have his first car be an automatic so I don't have to pay for a clutch. That's entirely a fair point that my dad had right there. Dumb, but a fair point that he didn't want to, have to pay for a clutch because he would need to pay for a clutch. Um, but then he, all, they were like, "Yeah, you can get out of, you can get out of Mac. Uh, it's gonna, it's we have one in Chicago. Um, it was like seventeen hundred dollars. No, they're, they're like it'll be another fifteen hundred dollars a month for it, um, and it's only rear wheel drive. And it's like, oh my god, how much? How much for a four by four automatic? And she goes. Oh, it's the same amount of money, but there's a one-month wait because we have to get it from Korea. And my dad's like, all right, I guess we're getting a manual. I <laughs> <laughs> so, guess we'll do a clutch then. Yeah, and we the, had a manual. And it was a, it was a actually, I, I totally regret. My childhood regret is not appreciating that truck enough because it was such a kick-ass truck. It was so fucking cool. I remember when I found out you had one, I'm just like, oh, weird. My fourth grade, like, my English teacher bought one of those, and I yeah. didn't think anything of my it. My parents had, like... They had, like, all the Korean cars in the early 90s. They had a Tiburon and a Forester. Or not Forester, uh, a Sportage, whatever you call it. Didn't he have an Optima, too? Yeah, and then my dad traded the Sportage for an Optima. Before you had to put a clutch in it. Yeah, before he did. <laughs> and the Optima, although it was automatic, was V6. Oh, I forgot that. Yeah, it had a Mitsubishi Eclipse V6 in it, and it did a burnout. <laughs> it really did a burnout, because it did not have traction control. I was going to say, I'm like, the suspension probably wasn't engineered with that in mind. And I'm sure the tires were very high grade. If I could ever find a Kia 
um, Optima, I get 2003 V6 mm-hmm. SE automatic. I would totally get one just so I can lower it and put a manual in it from an, from an Eclipse and put in a Montero 3.8 and make it a really, really dirty car. Why Montero? Because that's the biggest version of that engine that you could get. Couldn't you just put the Mivec 3.8 from the Eclipse in it? It was, no, the Montero, the Eclipse never had the 3.8. A three six. I think that's the highest it went to. The Montero was even bigger. The in the fourth gen Eclipse, the V six was a three six. I think so. Wow. Yeah. Balto listens to the podcast again, so he will call I th- me. Out I if think that's so. Right. I think okay. I, I might be wrong on it, but I do know the Montero had the biggest version. I really thought of it that was engine, the same engine that was in the uh, or very similar to what was in the Genesis Coupe. Well, back when I was working at MA Performance, yeah. actually the highest horsepower non-turbo V six yeah. Eclipse was driven by the guy that did our website stuff. Huh. And he had a 300 and, like, I think it was, like, 360 horsepower. That's pretty all good. All-motor V6 third-gen Eclipse. Like, it was gnarly. And, like, I think that'd be hilarious to build that. And he based it off of Montero 3.8. Oh, my God. And, like, it's mostly, like, stock crap with, like, I think he had, like, a hot cam in it, and that was it. <laughs> but I would love to do that and stick that into an Optima because that'd be that, your, Yeah, it's awesome. like and it's that, like GSX swapping a, what is that, uh, smart. Eagle Summit. Yeah, an Eagle Summit, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a 4G63 and a Summit. It's, yeah. just, it's just a, it's a dumb engine swap. It's way too easy to do. And <laughs> the Optima looks like a really cheap Lexus GS. Sure does. <laughs> it, honestly. I always like the taillights on the, those. It's got probably one of the best rear ends in the mid of the early 2000s of any manufacturer is they did the early 2000s rear end the best they did the copycat luxury rear end really well and the xg300 did everything so poorly yes it is the the optima v6 was the opposite of the xg350 yes so anyway i'm gonna continue talking at you because i want to talk about uh, prince philip because he died uh nobody was oh, talking no. about that great um terrible whatever i'm actually bummed about that one because oh. there's gonna be no more hilarious really out of touch statements coming from him that's I'll, true. He un- was unless the queen seances him, and it's like, how do we know it's you? <laughs> <laughs> and then it's a Modi statement. Say, say something. Say something so we know it's you. And he just says something awful that we can't repeat on air. It's like the uh, Louis C.K. sketch. I'm like, well, black people steal. Yeah, it's like that. Like seriously, it's like <laughs> like she wasn't thinking. That's just something I came up with in my big stupid head. Yeah, it, that that's it, but he would say those things, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's like the head of state. He's awful. We've all heard our grandparents. Bless their hearts. Say some really unsavory shit. Just I picture that, but with Prince Philip. I remember Phillip. when my grandma decided she wanted to go see 8 Mile back in the day. Oh, no. Because I don't know why. She liked Meg Ryan. That's what it was. Um, Meg Ryan's at 8 Mile? Yeah, she is. She's, wow. she's a female. Hmm. Uh, I don't know if I've ever seen that, though. And my grandma said, I've seen enough of these expletive. And we had to leave. I left. I chose to leave because grandma was being grandma. I'm like, mm. I'm not explaining everybody that this lady has, or has all has the early stages of Alzheimer's, but she does. And we need to leave right now. <laughs> so wow. I've never seen the whole, the whole movie I, well, to I, date. I, I have not either. Because now whenever I think I see a movie, I think of that moment and I'm like, I can't watch the rest of this movie. Cause I'm thinking about this <laughs> shocking moment. <laughs> you pause it and you never get back to it. I never get back to it. I just, I've never seen all of eight mile because of that, because oh, no. I, because of my grandmother. But anyway, oh, no. so Prince Philip was, um, he died. Uh, <laughs> well, he's gone now. Yeah, he's gone. Uh, however, his hearse was probably the best hearse I've ever seen. It looks pretty, pretty. He gnarly. designed it. Oh my God. Uh, it is what a, a luxury, huh? It is actually pretty cool that he designed it. Um, not gonna lie, it's a Land Rover Defender that's a modified. It's a long wheel base, yep. Modified to be a hearse, um, which is pretty awesome. Big fan of it. <laughs> I like the uh, top-down like block diagram of where all these blocky vehicles. Yes, so you have the Queen and then you have the royal family members and staff, Land Rover and escort, military commanders and chiefs of staff. Band of Grenadier Guards, then I don't know nothing, but yeah, that, that's it. There's probably just a front arrow pointing at the direction of travel. So apparently, the royal horses cannot be tra- cannot be brought in by horse anymore hmm. uh, because I think it was Queen Victoria. The horse bucked and almost slid the uh, coffin out of the hearse into the Thames, and luckily, luckily. One of the dudes on the heads of state was able to push it back in before it fell into the Thames. 
what century is Britain living in <laughs> post-Brexit? Because I'm pretty sure it's not the same one that we the are in. The things that we're having to say about this man and of itself are just like... I feel like I'm watching The Princess Bride when I hear anything that comes out of Britain now. I, it really, it's, I honestly think that the, that the British think that it's like 1905. 1920. That's what year it is. Everything was better at the time. But, I mean, to be fair, he's um, Prince uh, Prince Philip. I'm sorry. I'm just looking at Prince Philip next to Barack Obama. And Barack Obama putting out up with him. And then Michelle Obama not strangling him yeah. in the car. I'm just thinking of everybody in the car. And the Queen's just, like, pretending she isn't hearing anything. Oof. <laughs> I just... That is like, I wish I was a fly on the wall in that car ride right there. Bet you that's got the Bowers and Wilkins stereo in it. And it yes, was being very played. loud. <laughs> oh, with the fader all the way in one corner. Yeah, <laughs> all the way in the right front. <laughs> but, um, oh, God. I'm, I'm a little bummed that I'm not going to have any more comically terrible statements, but thank God he's dead. <laughs> And yeah, I, I have no follow up to that. I'm yeah, pretty much in agreement. Yeah, it's, <laughs> he's like, an awful, awful he, person. He's gone, and that is that. That is the, the end of that. Is him. Yep, Ta-da. there we go. I, th- I, th- I think the queen's probably thrilled too because she's never been much of a fan of him. Oh my god! Have you ever seen the crown? She tried to divorce him. So no, I haven't. But like, I just anything that's like old timey royal they, weddings and. So th- I love the queen. The queen herself is wonderful. Everybody else around her is rubbish. But um, I appreciate the uh, vernacular, yes. so I can understand that there, we're still in a British context. No, she she almost divorced him in the fifties, but she's like, <laughs> oh she's like, God. she said, "If I divorce you, your life's gonna be terrible. Your life is gonna be terrible. I'm the queen, so we really can't do this." So I, it was almost like, from at least from the Crown, it's almost like I think you're gonna have an accident if we need to get divorced. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> He was tending to his horses near the Thames, as he once did. And then he fell in. He, he, had, oh, his, no. he had his shoes made of concrete, as one does. Very polished concrete yeah. that was on a slope, yeah, exactly. kind of. Mm-hmm. And uh, he'll, he will be missed by someone. By his late mother, maybe. <laughs> no, probably not. If you were that shit as an adult, you probably weren't nobody, a great kid either. Nobody liked him. Especially if you came from royalty. I mean, let's be honest. I just feel bad for when the queen dies, because every one of her children are rubbish, and everybody's rubbish, except for Harry. I don't know anything about the royal family. Harry's the one that married Meghan Markle? I don't know who that is. I don't know who either of these people are. Oh, you've never seen the Harry and Meghan Markle? No. Interview with Oprah? No. Dude, you need to watch After it. After the podcast, remind me, I'll watch it. it. it, it there's some tea. There oh. is a whole lot of tea. Dude, I can't believe you've not seen this. There's no. so much tea on I this. live under a rock. You know this. You really need to watch. All right. Well, Harry remind me. I got a TV right with, over there. With, we'll do it. I've never seen Oprah Winfrey break character in oh. an interview. Oh, I bet this is good. That's how shocked she was from the things that came from the royal family's mouth about Meghan Markle. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So I, I need to watch this. It's then. real good. Anyway, um, so there's one less, so that's a wonderful thing. Speaking of royalty doing dumb things, kind of. Yes. That Rolls Royce Phantom I talked about last time we recorded, I was slated to go get it. Oh, yeah. A day before I was to do that, the person backpedaled, refused my uh, bill of sale, essentially, that he and his lawyer had approved, mm. and decided he wanted to use a commercial wholesale real estate bill of sale that's that weird. is lawyer gave him i'm like this doesn't have any protections or assurances for me that the car will still be there so i'm sorry i can't do that and the guy just like started just like yeah well if you don't want to blah, 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 that kind of mentality where it's like well i'm better than you i would have to do your documents then he started sent he sent me a link to his instagram okay which was just full of selfies of him and like famous people but like we're talking like rudy giuliani and garbage tier like that like not good mm. and then a link to a forbes article about him being a New York real estate mogul. And then it's like, you, if you're here tomorrow, do you ask for the president of the building at this address? So, all right, hang on <laughs> one second here. Nothing that you've told me brings lends any credence to this person being, like, unless you're telling me that he's, he's, his name is Mark Cuban. Nope. Like, no, okay, this, this then, person is, like, faux, just, like, the, the illusion, his, his self-illusion. That he is important. He must be the guy that designed that terrible apartment from uh, Penguin Zero. Oh, yeah. It's probably him. 
Oh, just marble. Weird marble everywhere. Weird marble everywhere. Marble yeah. seats. Marble like a, tables. A, a, like like a, a, de- a gold desk made of poops. Oh, yeah. It's bad. A, oh, God. <laughs> I have more things to say about Probably. penguins and vitivitis. But <laughs> anyway, so I, I said, no. I'm like, if you change your mind, contact me. He's like, well, I'll never change my mind. I'll just keep it. He had told me at, before this he had an offer from Rolls-Royce on trade-in for $74,995, which seemed reasonable. I'm like, I will give you... Eighty thousand dollars as is, or eighty-one if you pull the wrap off. He's like, "Oh, the wrap looks beautiful." After this happened, I watched the price, asking price, go from mm-hmm. eighty-five thousand the next day to eighty thousand, which is what I offered. Mm-hmm. Then the next day, I watched it go to seventy-five thousand dollars. Next day, watched it go to seventy thousand, and he added more text, a couple more pictures, and a Carfax that was taken the wrong orientation with a phone camera from black and white printouts. I had already run my own, so it didn't matter. Then, the next day, the wrap had been pulled off, and his price was $85,000. The next day, he added a few more double-parked pictures in New York with his hazards on, with the wrap removed, at $100,000. I've just been He's watching this. With this car Dude, for the rest I know. Of his I'm life. just like, I've never seen a roller coaster like this. <laughs> this is amazing. I dodged <laughs> Like, it's a really nice car still. I, I absolutely Have you seen that dude in town that's got the one with the allig- the white alligator skin wrapped Rolls Royce Phantom with the gold spirit of ecstasy? No, that sounds really ostentatious. It, yeah, that pretty sure. I, I looked at the dude and I, I, I think, think, I've recognized him before. I think he's the dude that owns Hideaway. Because he looks like Wally. But I wasn't sure. I, I saw him from like across a Starbucks. And I'm like, I think it's Wally from Hideaway, but I can't tell for sure. But um, uh, yeah, I don't know, and I wouldn't associate with other Phantom owners. But the the car is wild. It, it's I've never seen anything like it. And the guy looks like nobody I want to ever talk to. Oh yeah. But uh, the guy, the car is so fucking cool. <laughs> it's, I'm mean, really irritated that I like, like it that much. Taking the unique finishes that you already have to do with Rolls Royce, and then just throwing them all away. It, it, it's it, it's so. Uh, I have a picture of it on my Instagram. I think. Okay. Well, I mean, I'll have to show it to you because right. it's. I've never seen anything like it before, and I think if you ever think of seeing a Phantom, um, you're just going to have to know that this car also exists. Yeah, but I want one with a black interior. This one, I have no idea what color its interior was. It's probably beige. Yeah, like a super dark mirror tint. It was not beige. I know that because I could see through the front windshield. Huh. But... Um, I'm a little bit surprised. The, the vast majority of my find are that, like, nature, beige, whatever color. It might, maybe it was like a two-tone, like a black and beige or something. Hmm. But I, here. I posted in wholesale, oh my god. It is so ridiculous. That's a wraith. Is or it? a, uh. Um, no, it's a phantom. A ghost. Is oh, a ghost? No, it's I'm pretty a sure phantom. it's a ghost. It could yeah. be a phantom eight. The front end just. I'm pretty sure that's a ghost. You cannot see it very well. It's but the entire body of the car is alligator skin vinyl wrap. I kind of like that. It, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous and horrible. And it's the sort of thing that gets your head cut off during. Oh yeah, you know, like in the yeah. Oh. Uh, that's a ghost. Okay, it's a ghost. Um, yeah, but it was that car is rowdy. <laughs> I oh, it's. I mean, it, it was if, so dumb. If you don't explicitly care about the extra three quarters of a liter of displacement or the I'm better than you nature of the Phantom. Just buy a ghost. Yeah. I, I know it's a 7 Series, but nobody cares. It looks so cool, though. Like, it just looks cool as shit. I, I, at least you did something interesting with it. I mean, most of them are the same. I mean, you don't see phantoms or even so, ghosts or wraiths to begin with. You're going to get this for Florida, right? No. Oh, for, just for up here? It's to replace the S-Class. Oh, I see. Yes. For you or for your dad? Uh, it's not for me. I'm done buying cars. You're done, done buying So it's for your father. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a good car. For it's your just dad. the I mean, that's the one vehicle that we don't agree as a family on very many cars. That's the one you agree and the, on. The Phantom we all love. It's a pretty great car. I hate luxury cars like that, but it's a pretty great car. The I think the main reason we all love it is because we used to, in Florida when we first had a place down there. We had my grandfather's old Oldsmobile Silhouette '98, <clears throat> not even the good generation one. We pulled out of our condo, and there's a really fancy area behind us, which is twenty plus million dollar single family mm-hmm. homes. What comes up behind us but a brand new Phantom 7 while mm. we are in a $1,200 beige Oldsmobile silhouette and we're like, we need, we need, we need, a, we need a Phantom now. <clears throat> we need to fix this. But this was 2003 when we had no money. So I think my, my other issue is a more... I don't like Rolls Royce or Bentley that much. I guess between the two, I like Bentley a little bit more, but I hate modern Bentleys so much. 
Yeah. The um, thing that modern Bentleys have going for them is you could get them now with a 4-liter twin turbo. Like, that's actually an okay Yeah, engine. I just don't like the way they look. Oh, they, yeah. They look terrible. Oh, yeah. Um, Even modern so, Rollas look terrible. Yeah. That However, I will them. say that uh, as far as British cars go, I'm pretty firmly in the Jag camp. And I, I, will, I will take the L on luxury stuff to say I have a Jag. Because I get it. I totally. I never understood Jeremy Clarkson when I was in high school. I didn't get the hype. But now, like, after I've been writing them all the time at work, I'm like, I get the hype. Like, British I don't men want one quite badly. <laughs> go from, like, a, an Austin Healey to an Alfa Romeo to a Jag. Yeah, that's literally what they do. And then they die in a Land Rover. Yeah, and I, I'm at Jag point now. I guess I start with a Mini when they're, but like, 16. I, what did it for me with Jags, and I found out that on the XJ8s and the XJRs in the early 2000s, mm-hmm. they had different emblems for which engine you had. To show what engine it was. Oh my that God. was the part that was like so cool. Because like, you go look at it, you go, it's got the 4 liter V8. But then the, the, if it was red once at 4 liter, it's a supercharged at the top. It was really cool. <laughs> like, it was objectively cool. I do like <laughs> subtlety like that. Like, somebody cared. Like, and they have six different tan leather interiors. They all no, have different names. No wonder they went broke and got bought by an Indian company. <laughs> They're great. I love it. Stupid things like that. I'm such a fan of. Like they oh my are the God. like they are um like they're the reason that Lexus exists. Like that, exactly. They're the reason that Lexus exists. Like I want that, but but like when you think of the things that are like, yeah, I want to like work. I want it to start. <laughs> but like if you think of like if you think of the company that Lexus was like made to counter anything of all right i get that they're bad but think of the cool things that company also would have done you get some cool stuff and i'm glad jaguar exists but i would not buy one i i, I maybe like an 08 xk8 those i actually kind of i um would do or an xf those are gorgeous but i'd need to manual swap it i would do a jaguar xj are. What year? Those were 2003, 2004. So the later 4.2, not the early 4.0? 4.2 supercharged. Yeah. Brembo bricks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Three-piece UBS wheels. That, yeah. I, I would actually... There was like a last two raw of the XJ, yeah. XJR. That was a nice car. And, and it's like, I usually hate gigantic wheels on cars. So that's when I might keep the gigantic wheels on them. Well, like um, that that car donated half the underpinnings for like the new like Aston styled XKs yeah. and like it shows because like they both like really good with giant wheels. Yeah, and I would <clears throat> otherwise I would totally do an '80s XJ. I would actually I'd do a '80s XJ van and plow with the fluted grill. And oh, take, did take, we talked about there's yeah. a, there's another uh, wasn't van and plow but it was another trim level or something. Oh, we talked about it in the last episode. I know we did, but I don't have that last ah, episode in front of me. But um, I would totally do one of those with a V8. Okay. Like that, that'd be the other one I'd do. Um, but anyway. Fair, I get to bend and play with a 4-liter. With the – well, I, I do an American V LS swap. Oh, So okay. it's like functional. Reliability. Yeah, reliable and faster. Because like, it'd be nice to like, be able to drive out to Grove Creek and not be tired by the time I get there. <laughs> and like lay down some like dirty times and then come back and be comfortable. Like, That's a fair point. Yeah, a fair point. Like, I have no the, counter. The car doesn't have any safety equipment, so it doesn't weigh that much. It's from like the 1960s. So it's let's like, be honest. Outside of engine management, not a lot of electronics going on in there. Yeah, no. You got really. wires to the headlight bulbs and the taillights. And then you're like, good. I'm pretty sure they probably had like an entirely separate wiring harness for the interior. I hope so. Because I would feel like they're British and they're just going to tack some shit on the stuff that already exists. <laughs> so it'd just be an extra wiring harness. Well, yeah, I mean, simplicity. When the XJ started, they didn't have power seats or anything, so you know that was a modular harness. And then fuel injection started, so that was a modular harness. So you're probably right. Yeah, so they I, didn't change. I, I honestly think that they just added modular harnesses on, and like the A30, it works yeah, great it, and it's fine. Um, anyway, let's talk about uh, Japanese cars as okay. things I currently own and can will continue to own. I want to talk about this really cool Honda Urban E drag concept that uh, came that was came out. Um, from what I understand, is it, this is made in conjunction with HKS okay. is a zero yan dragster. What does that mean? Zero yan is zero to a thousand. Oh, okay. uh, Japanese drag racing. I just thought it meant like yawning was illegal. Yeah, no. Um, but oh, it's, it's a so EV dragster based off the Honda Urban E platform, and it looks cool as hell. <laughs> like it's, it's even cute without the clamshell on it. Yeah, it, like it's hard to make this car not cute. 
But, like, it's um, totally gutted. It still has the wood dash, which I think is hilarious. Lexian windows. I could do a thousand Ks. Or, sorry, meters. And I can also have the fish tank going at the same time. Yes, exactly. Perfect. <laughs> um, With a friend. It's cur- it, yeah, it's got, like, Kirky racing seats in it. Like, it, it's pretty wild. And they didn't do any actual, like, performance stuff with the engine itself. Because I think that the proof of concept here is that, like, the engine has enough power anyway. And it's rear-wheel drive, so if you notice that the front end has the skinny front wheels on it. Yep. So it's a rear-wheel drive, rear-engine <laughs> Honda Dragster, and it's pretty cool. I, I'm a I, big fan of it. <laughs> I don't understand it at all, but I love it, because adding lightness and simplification to a tiny well, EV, but that thing is hilarious. What, what is the way that you prove that a car is faster without having any other variables? Weight reduction. Well, I mean, what, what's your way of proving Oh, slow car fast. You drag race. Oh. That's what I'm saying. That's how you prove a car's fast without oh. having anything that could possibly be a variable. You can't have your well, the car it, it, it was it was slightly damp outside. Yeah, my so, prep wasn't perfect. Yeah, it, it was it was slightly damp outside, so I didn't have good handling in turn six. I'm a sixty foot would have like, been better. You, you, have, you have a sixty foot. You can totally like do like you can do like twenty runs in a day and then have a statistical average that's quite quick mm-hmm. um but yeah like all these parts are made out of like crfp it's made with uh in conjunction with hks and uh honda access which is japan's honda performance i remember seeing that on like get, yeah gran turismo liveries yeah honda access is like the um that's like honda's little performance subdivision but and that's like AXXESS or something. It's got so the front wheels are from the NSX. Okay. Uh, which I think is <laughs> hilarious. Or sorry, the there uh, seventeen by seven uh, aluminum wheels are used in the front, and NSX wheels in the back. That's what it was. Okay. Um, I was like, oh, M&H Racemaster drag slicks. Um, <laughs> As if it needs that. No, I mean, honestly, if you want to put down a time, like <clears throat> yeah. zero spin, yep. and like that's what probably kills an EV for your uh, quarter mile time is tire spin because Could be. it just has nothing but torque immediately. Um, I'm a big fan of this. I really think that they should actually bring this to America and like bring this to like Honda Day at English Town Raceway. Oh, yeah. And, just have, like, like, a safety car for drag racing or something. Well, no, I mean, like, actually use it. Like, drag it. Like, actually put it on the track and use it. Because I know for a fact that this car will easily, no question, run it in the second quarter mile time. I have no doubt of that at all. I, I don't remember what it... I think it's around 200 horsepower. Yeah, I two, don't remember what it weighed. 200 horsepower. Hondas with 300 horsepower regularly are in the 10s. Mm-hmm. And most of that time is spent getting off the line. This is rear engine. Right, it's rear-wheel drive. probably 800 pounds heavier than a Not car really. Like that. Probably not. That battery because, pack is not cut down. Yeah, but there's nothing in the car. Every piece of no, weight. There's a like, fish tank. Every, but all the, gla- all the glass. I'd be curious to see what it runs. Yes, I think it, I think it could run a 10.9. That's a 10-second. That's stock that's a, power. I don't think it could. I think it could run a 10.9. Because I, I, when you watch Hondas, like... Whenever you watch a Honda that run that is well, maybe like all right, eleven. I'll give it an eleven. In the elevens, I could see. Well, mm, actually, because I'm thinking about like say like a Prelude Swap Civic. The yeah. only your issues with the Prelude Swap Civic Civic is you have tire spin at all times. <laughs> yep. And you have a power band that's like this big. <laughs> so most of the time you're off power. In this one you are always on power. Mm-hmm. You are never switching gears you it's real drive so you it's way easier to get traction mm-hmm. so and i honestly you if you look at honda like 60 foot times are like usually like two seconds like you're right so you lose a lot of time and a prelude swapped ef civic like easily runs a 13 like with no effort at all so if you just want to if you put in the slightest amount of effort with your transmission with your uh suspension setup you can get a Prelude swap Civic into the twelves without a problem. I think if you make it rear wheel drive and you add lightness and you're always on power, you can you can probably kiss the tens with this. I mean, just tuning the inverter, I'm 100 percent on board. You could make that kind of pass. So, but stock, yeah, I, probably in the high elevens. That's that's, that's my ten, ten nine, maybe eleven three at at the slowest. I'd say, but I would love to see this go to the track and prove me right. Well, hopefully they do that this year. As the world slowly starts to open up. 
Yeah, it'd be very, sure very cool. Because, yeah. like, nobody else in the world gives a shit about drag <laughs> racing. It's such a weird thing to build. Like, they should really bring this Time to strip up my 500 and bring it up with some slicks. I would. <laughs> I absolutely would. If I was planning to keep it long term, I probably would, but. That'd be a very good decision. So, what do you guys think? If you think that the Honda Urban E EV is slower than 10.9 to 11.3, yeah, uh, if let you're... us know on our Discord. And if you think it's faster, let us know on our Discord. Either way, being a patron helps. Well, it certainly automatically adds you, so we don't have a say in the matter. Exactly. <laughs> so you can have a say in the matter, and otherwise you don't really have a say. You just have to go with what I say. Even if you become a patron, you can jump into the Discord and say automatics rule, and you might get a second post in before I ban you. Yep, yeah, you might. Or you why don't can, you try? Yeah, why don't you try? There's only one way to know. <laughs> and on that bombshell. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs>